Welcome to Regenerative Medicine today. This is John Murphy. It's my pleasure to welcome to this podcast Dr. Robert Bowser. Dr. Bowser is the Professor and Chair of Neurobiology and Director of the Gregory W. Fulton ALS and Neuromuscular Research Center at the Barrow Neurological Institute in St. Joseph Hospital in Phoenix, Arizona. Dr. Bowser, welcome to Regenerative Medicine today. Thank you so much, John. So you just gave a paper addressing discovery and delivery of drugs uh, related to the treatment of ALS. Perhaps you could begin by just giving us a brief introduction to your pioneering work. Sure thing. As you mentioned, so I work in ALS, which is Lou Gehrig's disease. So my lab is interested in understanding the mechanisms of how and why motor neurons die during the course of the disease and using that information then to help design new and improved treatments for the disease. Also, we do a lot of work in looking at biomarkers for the disease and trying to understand and develop both diagnostic and prognostic tests for ALS. And so we can use those then in clinical trials to both stratify the patient population and help decide who might best respond to a particular drug treatment, but then also to monitor patients in clinical trials to determine whether or not a drug is actually effective or not. So I know that you have a variety of research projects in different stages of maturity, but in terms of what's the most promising areas of pursuit, can you highlight a few, please? Yeah, I can talk a bit about the work that we presented here today at the McGowan Retreat. And in that particular study, we're most interested in, again, trying to translate some of our findings of particular pathways that are altered in patients with ALS to new drug therapies. So we've identified that a particular pathway called retinoid signaling pathway appears to be altered in ALS. And we identified using patient-derived samples a particular nuclear receptor, the RER beta receptor that's activated in subsets of motor neurons that are responding or at least trying to survive the onslaught of the disease process. And so What we've done then is go back and look at what drugs can target that pathway and activate that particular receptor. So we found one that's actually FDA approved, but as a topical agent. So looking at that drug, we've tested it in in vitro models, and it's very highly protective of motor neurons to different types of toxic stimuli. But again, the issue is it won't cross the blood-brain barrier. So how do we actually further develop this or try to test it as a drug for ALS? And so working with some collaborators down the hall from me at the Barrow Neurologic Institute in Phoenix that are bioengineers, we're working on a targeted nanoparticle delivery system for these drugs. So we can take the drug and encapsulate that within small nanoparticles, and then we're coating the nanoparticles with a small peptide sequence to the rabies virus. And that particular sequence is important and required for targeting it to neuromuscular junctions within muscle And so that way we can use that system to target drugs to the neuromuscular junction and allow retrograde transport and delivery of the drug back to the motor neurons in the spinal cord. Sounds very promising. Which which stage of development is this? Well, right now we're still in the animal study. So, I mean, it works well in, in in vitro cell culture systems. Right now we've been testing it in animals, both characterizing how the nanoparticles are being delivered, uptaked, and taken into the spinal cord and into the brain. So we'll hopefully soon 
be further testing that and looking for the effects of the drug in, in this particular treatment in one of the transgenic animal models for ALS. So are these small animals or large animals? or They're rodents, so it's mouse models, transgenic mouse models of the disease. Is the normal step from that, assuming pro- promising results, to human trials, or are there other preclinical studies that are required first? Well, I mean, obviously there's additional toxicity, targeting, biodistribution work that will have to be done in very early phase studies. This particular nanoparticle that we're working with is currently in phase two clinical trials for another disorder. So Mm. we can capitalize upon the work that's already gone and been performed using this particular nanoparticle as some of the early work that then we can build upon for our purposes for use in, in ALS. So, Dr. Bowser, you mentioned biomarkers before, both in terms of therapeutic as well as looking at indications of the onset of the disease. Are these technologies reasonably mature? They're constantly maturing. I mean, we've been working on biomarkers for probably over a decade. We have developed a lot of standard operating procedures or SOPs for how to collect samples at different sites, different fluids from samples and process and store those for use in all the high-end omics types of technologies that we can reproducibly use all these samples. So we've been collecting samples at about 35 medical centers across North America. I actually run a large national biorepository for ALS. We provide these samples to scientists around the country and now around the world. Uh, So we've given out probably over 5,000 samples from ALS patients for research studies. Uh, In my own work, again, we've been looking at both early diagnostic tests, and so I actually started another company out in Arizona called Iron Horse Diagnostics, which is commercializing what we hope to be the first diagnostic test for ALS. And we have SBIR grant funding and large pharma support from Biogen IDAC to help push this forward in the next 12 to 18 months. That's a pretty fast track. Very fast track. So everything to this date looks quite quite good. So we just pretty much have to do one large prospective study. We're, we're looking at six sites, four in, in the U.S. and two in Europe. I mean, we'll be collecting samples from 300 subjects coming into neuromuscular clinics at these sites over the next year. It's fascinating. Dr. Bowser, the work you've briefly introduced to us is very exciting and very promising. But I want to stress to our listeners that there's so much more work that needs to be done. If we were having this discussion in five years, what might be the state of the art from your perspective, both from a treatment and for a cure? Yeah, for ALS, you know, in five years, I I sure as heck hope we'll be a little bit closer. You know, can I guarantee a cure for ALS in five years? Of course not. But where I hope we are is that we are to the point where we can use some of these high-end omics technologies in order to stratify patient populations in order to select patients for treatment strategies. Those treatment strategies will, I believe, include both pharmacologic agents, but probably either some type of stem cell treatment or some sort of autologous type of treatment to the patient. As we've learned more and more over the past decade or so, it's not one type of disease. It's a heterogeneous disease, which is more like a syndrome of disorders that clinically are defined as ALS. I mean, we know over 25 genetic mutations that can lead to ALS. 
And so it isn't a simple one type of drug or one type of treatment. What will be key is how do you identify what's the best type of treatment for a particular patient? And hopefully in the next five years, we'll be to the point where we can perform those types of tests and identify treatment strategies. Because at the moment, if you're an ALS patient, unfortunately, it's a typically a rapidly progressive disease, and you've got about one chance at a clinical trial. And so the really, the one big hope is that in the next few years, we'll be at a point where not only can we help identify or define potentially better treatment strategy for the patient, but if they get in a clinical trial to more rapidly say, this isn't working, let's get the patient off of this trial and allow them the opportunity to try some other potential form of treatment. So I guess I have two observations. One is in terms of this uh, syndrome description, it's sort of like cancer. You, You have many different types of cancer. The other observation is that what I think you just described to us is akin to personalized medicine. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think it will definitely fit a personalized medicine approach for the treatment of this disease because as you alluded and mentioned, it is sort of in that cancer type of mindset of more of a conglomeration of disorders that fit a clinical context of ALS. Dr. Bowser, thank you for joining us today and sharing your pioneering work in this important area. We'll post on the podcast website a link to Dr. Bowser's webpage. I'd like to remind our listeners you can reach us at mail at regenerativemedicinetoday.com and thank the McGowan Institute for Regenerative Medicine that sponsors this podcast series. Until we meet again on another podcast, thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.